Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. You are now listening to the best, best friends podcast in the world. from russia yeah i've been i've been all right so all right cat out of the bag uh i've been i've been hitting the roids pretty hard you know uh not to not to brag or anything because of the roids right yeah because of the roids. well no it's not a roid (laughs) there's all right so dan you know dan went on and on last week about my hemorrhoids last week and you know not hemorrhoids guys it's uh it's a herniated disc so suck it losers um (laughs) So now I'm getting just Jack Diesel on some uh, some some steroids, some medical steroids, and uh, yeah. you look you look yoked and yeah. looks slightly irritated. It's a shame because it was hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. I know there's some great THC cream that you rub up on that shit, man. Be gone like that. I like it's it. Not <laughs> I just want to say this right now. I'm not going to be rubbing your hemorrhoids, Tom. We'll this see. is the best best friends, but it's not the best 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 friends. Podcast. I rub my cushy. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how much whiskey I can put in you. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we are the greatest podcast to ever exist in the history of podcasts. It's your number one source for all things craft beer related. It's the internationally acclaimed Cindy Crawford approved podcast of hops, high fives and friendship. Uh, I am your host, the crispiest of boys, Tom. I'm your other host here. The hot master general Royers Ford rattlesnake. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's Dan. All right. And we are Dan at this point, you know, I just, I'm, I'm starting to enjoy your music picks and it's not even I've like been a, on fire. Yeah, you really have. And, um, yeah, I, it's not going to be right this week again. Uh, I'm just guessing, um, cause you probably didn't look at the text thread correctly. Um, but, um, you know, I'm, I have high hopes. I have high hopes that you're going to, you're going to nail it again this week. I got this. All right. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, and we are the best, best friends podcast in the world. Dan, hit the music. All right. Well, Dan, you just get me, bud. You just get me. Come on. I can't get hype like this, no. man. You, you can't buy hype like this. No. Van Hagar. Come on. Vastly superior to Van Halen. Yeah, I mean, it's Van Halen with tequila. Yeah, Tom. All right, let's not get a DCMA <laughs> strike on uh, on our Twitch stream. We're trying to have this YouTube friendly, so keep yeah. it under thirty seconds. All right. Yeah, well, it's under thirty seconds, I think. Good. All right, everybody. All right, so welcome back to the show. Um, thanks again for you know the people who are joining us live on stream. Thank you. Um, uh, just remember, you know, uh, as always, every week we tell you the same old boring story. That old chestnut. Yep. Uh, Give it to re- us, Tom. Remember, subscribe, rate, review. Um, subscribe, 
rate, Dan? What are we rating? Five-star party, Five baby. Five-star party, baby. Um, and then uh, shoot us a review. Um, give a good review. Win some beer. It's the, that simple. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Have we it. sent out the beer to previous winners? Uh, not yet. Not yet? No, yeah, not yet. We're so sorry. Yeah, we'll get there. It'll happen. Um, all right. Um, we got a... I'm hyped for this episode. Man. I'm really excited. I am. Um, I got to hang out with these guys for a little bit the other day. I'm picking up beer and, uh, you know, I, I got me all got, got the juices flown for this one. So got a healthy um, buzz. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, uh, rip into this and, uh, and get these guys on and, uh, and, and start going with this thing. You heard them earlier. They're ready to go oh, on this yeah. podcast. Um, all right. So we are joined tonight, uh, by, uh, the head brewer, uh, Andrew Foss and part owner, Ken Correll at human robot guys. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. We need our own music. Yeah! <laughs> uh, I can do, I can do this. Yeah. What's wrong with the beer we got? I don't have any other uh, music for you. <laughs> we'll go, th- we'll go through the soundboard as we go. I mean, the beer we got drank pretty good, don't it? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not that. Not, not that, that one. Not, not that, that one. one. Not that one. Um, all right. Uh, in a pinch. In a pinch. We're, we're in a pinch. We're Cheech and Chong, but, you know, well, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Indica. <laughs> Sativa. Um, oh, man. Well, today it's, it is the Indica hour. Yeah, it is, yeah. What were you? What were you? Uh, what were you blazing today, Dan? <laughs> um, I'm a sativa guy myself. Yeah. Dan has something called jet fuel. <laughs> yeah, I know rocket fuel. Rocket yeah. fuel is like that, that good sativa leaning hybrid. But I'm I'm kind of like sativa in the morning, hybrid through the day, and now of course we're in the indica hour at West Coast 420 and after is kind of you know it's the indica. Hour. I like that. It's like the it's like the magic hour. Hey, I'm gonna step out. You guys can. You and Dan can just have your own <laughs> podcast here, and we're all and, about the beer on this yeah. podcast. Right? <laughs> podcast after this. All right, <laughs> we're gonna talk about the human robot weed podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, before we get into everything, guys, remember uh, we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. Uh, the Hopped Up Network is an ever-growing group of independent beer podcasts. Uh, let's go check out all the other podcasts on their ne- uh, on the network at www hoppedupnetwork.com. There we go. Boom. Great plug. All right, Tom, you're on fire on this I episode. I know, man. It's just, uh, you know, uh, a little, little less, little less painful this episode. I'm, a little easier to sit for you. Yeah, today. I don't think I'm going to be squirming as much in this one. That's good. That's uh, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad the roids are helping with the roids. <laughs> Jesus God. All right. Um, all right. So we're going to get into uh, into some human robot beer here. Um, so we're going to start off uh, with, I guess. Ken, would you, you would say the human side of the uh, of the brewery? The human side of the equation. Yes, I it like is. it. All right, so we're gonna do the uh, the Hellertau pill, pills from uh, Human Robot. Um, Dan uh, Dan's gonna tell us a little bit about that before, but before that, um, you can follow along with the beers that we're gonna be drinking tonight. Um, and if you want to go back and listen to any other episodes and see what beers we drank on that episode. You can check those out on our untapped page at untapped or untapped. Oh, boy. Oh, geez. There it is. Uh, it was it was bound to happen. It's bound to happen. Yeah. You're on fire, man. Uh, on untapped at best best friends pod. That's at best best friends pod. Yeah, that's pod. Yeah, you guys, you guys, pod fans over there. Come on, on, man. That's some West Coast love. Andrew's reaction was the best. (laughs) Pale ball and death. Come on. That's San Diego. That's that's uh that's Mecca. Yeah, Sonny Sonny's a uh, fan of the podcast. Yeah, he is. 
know, with a deadhead fish head kind of like kid here, you know. So I like it all, to be honest with you. Awesome. All right. All right. Cool, Want to start on this first one? Yeah, then? let's get it. All right. So this is the, and how do you pronounce it? Hellertow? Hellertow. Hellertow. Hellertow Pills by Human Robot. So our most cherished house pilsner, the iconic style that started it all. Brewed with German pilsner malt and finished with a noble Bavarian hops, Prost. It's a 5.2% uh, alcohol by volume. Uh, oh, hype beer. It's a 4.0 uh, 4. 4. 4. on uh, Untapped. Oh yeah! Anytime you can get a four point on uh, Untapped, it's uh, hype beer territory. Yeah, that's a that's a nice uh, that's a nice accomplishment. Um, all right, let's uh, let's crack these and then we can start talking about it because I have a lot to talk about with. Uh, I know you're you're excited. Man. I'm you're salivating. All. <laughs> all right, boys, we're gonna get a crack in one, two, three. All right, nice. whoa, beautiful crack. Yeah. Nobody cracked before. This the celebratory is, yeah, crack. This it's is a been first. A while. Usually we're like, we get into talking and then one of the brewers will hear while we're talking. We're like, ah, they already started. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, this is, it's listed as a, uh, or you have it put out as a Franconia style Pilsner. Um, we, I mean, there's no real Franconia style uh, under the BJCP style guidelines. So I went with German pills uh, because you used, German Pilsner malt. Um, so in with a, uh, with a German Pilsner, the o overall impression, um, is a light bodied, highly attenuated, uh, gold colored bottom fermented, bitter German beer showing excellent head retention and an elegant floral hop aroma, crisp, clean, and refreshing. A German pills showcases the finest quality German malt and hops. Very good, Tom. Thank you. Oh, that cat cross. Oh, here comes the cat. Uh on the cat <laughs> man this is it, this is a super bright beer um yeah. great aromas right off the top um i was expecting due to the glass that we have uh great head retention we'll we'll get into that a little bit um but before we do that boys cheers slancha Yeah, so why don't you uh, talk about these glasses, Tom? You haven't shut up about them since this weekend. No, I haven't. Um, so I'll 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 let uh let Andrew and uh, and Ken tell us a little bit about what makes these glasses uh, special. So we're we're drinking the uh, what what was the name of it? The Andrew? Stange. Stange. Oh, Stange. Yeah. Stange glass. It's a German word, so I'm probably butchering it, but uh, <laughs> we call it a Stange. <laughs> so. Um, Ken, what was you, you got these made and there's etching at the bottom of it. There is. So, uh, we got the made actually, we're going to have a culture we're going to release in the next couple of weeks. So you guys actually have the early drop on this. This has been teased a little bit on Instagram, but we're just in love with them. And it's what we're, we're everything, every Pilsner we drink in house, pretty much we're drinking from them. So if anyone's familiar with Duval, uh, when you pour Duval, you have that little hurricane that comes up. So Duval has a small D that's in the bottom of their inside of their glass. And as the carbonation kind of spins off the D, it creates that little, they call it the tornado. Spins off the D. So <laughs> what we did is we put a little HR, we put our, our logo in the bottom. Uh, it's kind of like, Andrew, you'll see Andrew's shirt. It's the, it's the square part of that within that. 
So what we have is the action of the carbonation comes kind of flying off that nucleation point on the bottom of the glass and just gives you amazing amount of, uh, of, of bubbles, keeps it super clear. I tell you, I think when you were in there, I was talking to you about mm -hmm. the one day I poured them to test them and I poured it and I left the beer for an hour and I came back and the head was still on the beer and it was still firing bubbles from the bottom. And I was just amazed. Yeah, this yeah. is something to behold in person. I know. It I'm looks a, great. I'm looking at this like a lava lamp. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is we were super proud when we opened to have the glasses that I have in my hand, which is kind of like the beer. We actually, we ordered a glass. It was the wrong glass. We ended up using it for a can glass. And then we kind of figured out, we asked them, well, what's the beer stock glass? You know, because of, you know, you're going to yeah. do a poor pills. Mm -hmm. You know, you call beer stock a little bit. Um, so this was the beer stock glass. And we were enamored with this for particularly our pilsners. And uh, then this glass came along, and, you know, we kicked this one to the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a really and you know Dan and I have spoke ad nauseum on here ad nauseum, ad nauseum um, about uh, you know our affinity for glassware. We we proudly showcase it in a lit lit case behind us, and uh, you know it, my case isn't as lit as Tom's. No, isn't definitely not. This as one lit. is definitely more lit. Um, uh, I guess literally and figuratively. So, I mean, we like to, I know at least for me, I, I'm pretty sure I can speak for Dan, but anytime I go to a brewery to pick up beer for the podcast, I'm always looking at glassware like, oh, do they have anything cool? Like, or, you know, any cool like TQs or anything? Yeah, anything unique. And this, yeah. this definitely ticks the boxes for me here. This is going to be a cool, a cool glass we, for me to enjoy. <laughs> this is a good one. We may or may not have uh, ripped off some changing robot mechanical things for some glassware last year. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about it a whole lot because we did not get a cease and desist, so we're going to try for that again sometime. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> so let's um let's get into this beer. Um, it's, it's so I I I knew we had to do a pills because from. Everything that we've heard about human robot, it's always like loggers and pills, loggers and pills. Like that's what they just crush is that style, lager and pilsner. They're the lager and pilsner brewery. Um, so it was a little, it, it took me back a little bit when I was like, oh, which beer should we do? And you were like, oh, we have this hazy IPA. And I was like, what? what? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I knew we had to do a pills because that's all I ever hear about you guys. And it's, I mean, it's kind of not the norm anymore. And it's, it's nice that we're doing the house Pilsner. Yeah. So this is kind of like the staple of human robot in terms of your Pilsners. Yeah. We pretty much have that beer all the time. If you don't, it's because, you know, I mess something up usually. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's not necessarily true because if I'm being completely frank, you know, we always plan to, to brew some hazy beers and some Pilsners and lagers. What's amazing at this point is the pills and lagers are selling out faster than the hazies you so love to see we it. haven't had it in stock it's more because it's sold faster than was expected and you know andrew will always kind of you know be self-effacing and say like oh it's not you know he makes amazing beer so if anything's his fault it's because it's so good <laughs> that you can't keep it yeah you can't keep it in so um let's let's talk about this i mean what makes this one uh, what made this one become your like the house Pilsner, the the one that's always on tap. Uh, I'm not really sure. I mean, we we kind of um, we rotate a lot of beers, uh, but we do have like two Czech style lagers that we keep on tap, and then we 
we have pretty much one IPA we try to keep in stock all the time. Um, but I think it just, you know, by the second time we brewed it, you know, we pretty much have beers on tap that we like to drink. So, uh, and we like to drink this. So, <laughs> so what, you know. can you, can you explain to us what the, what, what's the difference between the, the German style pills and the Franconia style pills in there? Sure. Um, so I guess where that comes from is that my drinking experience in Germany was basically all in Franconia okay. with the exception of, um, you know, a couple little stops we made. Um, and I found the pills there was uh, a little more full bodied, a little sweeter and a little more rustic. Um, so that was sort of the, the bullseye on my dartboard. Um, because it was the one that I really had the true experience with. And I'm like, well, I can, I can work towards, towards that as a, as a legitimate target, you know? No, I can definitely, um, kind of gather what you're saying with regards to like the Franconia. It definitely has a little bit more of like a, like a sweeter body to the, uh, to the finish on it than like a traditional German Pilsner would be a little bit drier. So this has a little bit more body to it, which I, I do thoroughly enjoy. And, I've just been staring at this glass the entire time I've been uh, <laughs> drinking it too. I'm just like, yeah, this is a, this is a really good beer. And, uh, you know, it's just the bubbles, man. I'm like that, like that fish in finding Nemo just likes bubbles. <laughs> the, um, bubble, the bubbles on that thing are crazy. You yeah. can sit there the whole day, just mesmerized by it. Yeah, I don't know if it'll pick it up, but you can see. Yeah. yeah it's kind of. Look at that. Um, yeah. I, I, I I don't even know where to go. This is, it's so this, the beer is so nice and crisp and refreshing. Um, I mean, it's exactly kind of what I'm looking for in a pills. It's got that, um, a little bit of floral, uh, it's got, uh, just a, the ever so slight sweetness to it. Yeah. Um, super refreshing. Um, not real heavy. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not like a light beer by any means. I mean, it's still 5.2%. So it's not, you know, it's not like a liked beer. <laughs> a liked beer? Yeah. Um, well, really? I, I mean, you, <laughs> you can definitely, you know, toss back a couple of these and not feel bad about it. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree completely. This is, this is lawnmower beer. Yeah. I and mean, we, we talk about it all the time. Like these are the, uh, it's, you know, it got up to what, like 60 today? Seasons changing getting those nice light crushable beers out while I'm trying to figure out how to make my yard greener this year. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, definitely making me want to uh, make more trips to the Germantown area of Philadelphia. Oh yeah. It seems to be. And it's great that like every time we dive into like the Philadelphia area breweries, we're seeing these light bodied styles, cream ales, pilsners and lagers, just brown ales, brown ales, just yeah. flourishing, which is awesome to see. Yeah, it's such a such a cool thing to see like that area just you know, we had Attic on talking about how they they sell out of their brown ale and their what was it, the Belgian triple? Yeah. Or was it the barley one? Oh no, it was the Belgian triple. Yeah, the Belgian triple. Yeah, they triple. just like it it's such a weird style to see like I I just sell out all the time. Yeah. And you guys are doing the the loggers and pilsners and you have uh, the Northeast that's crushing cream ales. And I mean, it's just really cool to see that, that variety cream out there. Cream <laughs> we'll get, we'll get Andrew to agree to do a cream ale by the end of this episode. It's all right. 
we're gonna we're gonna sell them on the best best friends podcast cream ale. Yeah. Um. All right. So, um, what's it like? How did you guys? How do you think it came to be that you guys became known as like the Lager and Pilsner Brewery? I think Andrew said this earlier. You know, we make beer that we want to drink. Um, frankly speaking, we always knew we were going to make hazy beer. We'll, we'll talk about the human robot kind of origin story at some point. Um, but I'll be honest, you know, Andrew kind of comes up with either, I had a dream about this beer or I've been wanting to make this beer for so long. And you know, it's, it's, you know, I love them. It's always in the lager category. <laughs> and then it's, it's just fun. We make Sedlec, which is, you know, a, uh, a Czech Pilsner. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit of a misnomer, but we call it that. We make a Franconian lager, and all these things are stuff that you know. Over the years, he's kind of thought about doing it one time or another, and maybe working in previous places. They weren't, you know, they weren't us. So, I mean, we have five lagers on at any time you come into the brewery for the most part. Sometimes six. So, in most breweries, you have one lager and one pilsner you're allowed to play around with and kind of experiment in that area. And generally speaking, people want that pretty standard. You know, with us, we kind of let the kid do what he wants to do. And, you know, we, we've been rewarded for it. Yeah, it seems seem, when, when you're <laughs> old like me. It goes <laughs> yeah, it's it seems to be like that kind of went by the wayside. I, and I don't know really when it happened, but it was like loggers just take too long to make and you can make hazy IPAs and everyone wants to put them on Instagram and they're they don't take as long. You can pump them out one after the other and um I, it's just, I mean, that's really cool to hear that you guys are doing like five, six loggers at a time on tap. And you know, the other thing great. is, quite honestly, and, and you guys know this, and I'm sure the general audience knows this, you can't hide behind anything in this beer. Like, and I think that's the reason that people don't make as many pilsners and loggers because if there's a flaw, the flaw is pretty apparent. You know, in a hazy yeah. beer, if there's a flaw, you can throw a couple little extra dry hops in there. You can fruit it up. You can do different things and hide it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that may be one of the reasons as well. You know, people are, are a little bit more hesitant to, you know, to go that wide with your, your lager profile. Yeah. It's like he's hung out with us before. Yeah, it's a, I think <laughs> I think it was Dan that coined. He said uh, before we talked about this that uh, like lagers and pilsners are like the acoustic guitar of beer. It's like you can't hide anything behind it. It's, you mess up. It's it's out there. It's out there. <laughs> yeah. There's no distortion. There's no delay. <laughs> So, uh, Ken, how did, uh, how did human robot get started? Uh, so one of our part, I've, I've two partners, mm-hmm. uh, Jake Atkinson and Chris roller and Jake and I have been had kicking the tires on doing something for a couple of years. Uh, a friend of a friend bought the building from St. Ben's and they asked us if we wanted to start a brewery. So we were like, yeah, of course we did. Uh, so we kind of kicked around some ideas from uh, a Daft Punk song, Jake had come up with the the name Human Robot, but him and our other, you know, pending partner at the time kept poo-pooing why we couldn't be Human Robot. You know, people won't get it. It's confusing. And me, you know, I'm at Memphis Tap Room as well. So I know there, and I told the Brick City guys this the other day, a couple years ago, I couldn't, I didn't know Barrier from Brick City. You know, they're both North Jersey. They make, make good hazy beer. I like, I enjoy the beer. I don't really have a face to the name. So it was confusing to me. Human robot, I never thought it'd be confused, but they kind of fought it anyway. And then one day, Jake and I and, and uh, my friend Brandon were having lunch with Rob Todd from Algash. And I was like, 
hit him like Rob Todd, Rob Todd. What do you think about this name for a brewery? It's like human robot. If anyone's ever met Rob Todd, he's kind of introspective. He asks him a question. He always in the conversation. He has a question. He just kind of like, hmm, Kenny, I like it. So after that, I was like, are you motherfucker? Shut up. <laughs> Allagash said it's okay. We're doing it. <laughs> RTA. I'm like, Rob Todd approved. We're not going back. It's human robot. That's awesome. So that, that's, that's really cool. Name. The kind of theory, quite honestly, we talked about even before he named it. So I'm, I'm uh, what I'll say, a beer drink of a certain age or so Michael Klein said about me in the Inquirer, which I didn't like too much. Uh, <laughs> but I am. You know, I'm 57. I have, you know, my friends are Eddie Friedland, who's one of the original part people that brought all these beers in the country. Russian River, Chimay, Lou Bryson, old beer. You know, I'm saying old beer right now. Lou, you're watching, man. I didn't say old. I just said an old beer. beer. <laughs> the old guard, as they put it. <laughs> and not those guys in particular, but what we found is a lot of friends were shitting all over hazy IPAs. Oh, I can't believe they're making this. Why are these people making this beer? That's wrong. Consequently, I have a daughter who, uh, who went to school, went to a little school in Belgium, and then she went to, to uh, UC Davis to their brewing program and has been working in California. But I would meet friends of hers in college and then out there, didn't really know what maybe an Anchor Steam was or a Sierra Pale Ale. And these, what I felt were truly foundational beers. And I don't even want to get into like the Belgians and, and Wursteiner and all these German beers, but things that you really should know as an as American craft beer drinker. You know, so I kind of thought that maybe we could do something where we bring these worlds together. And that's that was what we aspired to do. And, you know, so far, so good. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, I love hearing Anchor Steam and Sierra Nevada yeah. in the same sentence. It just makes my heart full. <laughs> it's like all those classic beers that we kind of grew up drinking. You know, a couple of years ago in Memphis, I, I jumped in on Stephen Beaumont, a Canadian beer writer kind of was talking about a flagship February. So like two or three uh, years ago, we awesome. jumped right on flagship February. Did like, you know, had Carol Stout and Kehoe come down, Kehoe, Tom Kehoe from Yards, yeah. come down and do like a rock'em, sock'em robot. And really like <laughs> I had even found myself, you know, again, running a beer bar, maybe sometimes leaving some of my foundational beers behind. So, you know, at that point I also looked at, you know, how to address that, you know, because these brands are still running. Guess what? Sierra's hazy, fucking good beer. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Sierra yeah. Bell, still a great beer. Sierra Wild Little Thing, good beer. Torpedo, but some baby. Just buy it because they feel like, you know, I'm talking about like bar owners because they think it's old. You know, you know, consequently, I have friends that own bars who are like, I'll never serve a hazy beer. I'm like, both of those equations are just stupid to me. Yeah. Like, not, our job like is not to making put money in front of people that they might enjoy. And, you know, we, we enjoy them all. You know, so we're lucky in that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I mean, going back to the the human robot name, I remember the first time you guys were brought up to us and I just heard human robot. I was like, that name fucking rules. Yeah, I, I, know. I need to go drink there. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I remember hearing about that like, and it just stuck in my head. I, I, I was like getting months my, ago. I was getting my like Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions on. I was like, yeah, it's a machine. <laughs> Complex computer, cybernetic organism <laughs> wrapped in human flesh. <laughs> a little Instagram video with that, you know, like how Schwarzenegger voice. <laughs> I need your shoes, your sunglasses, and your motorcycle. <laughs> um, and it, uh, Dan and I are both label shoppers, and this is a, a killer label for the style. I, I think you kind of nail it with the with the style on here. The old. You know, the old style. Um, I feel classic. like you could put this on a wall of like old style beers and it's nobody would know that that was a new beer in there. 
cracked them together. Come on, let me see the can. Andrew, where's your can? That's <laughs> Jimmy Scantron right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to say. So we are blessed with an artist that works for us that was one of our early fans uh, named Jimmy Scantron. So Jimmy Scantron gets the idea with us when we talked about the human side and the robot side. I mean, really, the human side is to do the best we can to represent foundational beers and enjoy that. Like, hey, be quiet, kid. Uh, <laughs> the robot side is, quite honestly, we can be stupid. You know, let's do whatever we want. You want double dry hop with coffee and chocolate and, like, let's throw a raspberry at the end of the boil. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Um, so if you'll notice, as you pointed out, these all have like a vintage old kind of old school feel. And then as we get into the robot stuff, the one we're drinking today, not so much. So I think we're going to redesign that. Um, but we really got to have fun with the labels and just, you know, you know, let him go with it. Cause uh, to be honest with you, we'll tell Jimmy Scantron what our idea is for something and he'll come back with something totally different. And we'll love it almost every time. That's, That's one of the yeah. best street names I've ever heard. Yeah, Jimmy Scantron. <laughs> yeah, we got Jimmy Scantron over here. <laughs> He's putting <laughs> one Jimmy Scantron and his like name on Instagram is like Nautical Jim or something. You know? Ah, <laughs> no, he needs to get Jimmy Scantron on there. Yeah, Jimmy Scantron over here. He's not filling it. He's not filling in the holes with the number two pencil all the way. You know, he's got to make sure it goes through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just love this because, like, if I saw this on a on a shelf and didn't see the human robot, I'd look at that and be like, "Oh yeah, was that like an old Schmitz can or something?" Like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I would think it was like some like Philly beer yeah. that's been around forever that I just never got a chance <laughs> chance yeah. to try. Just looking at that, like I said, you could put that on a wall with like other classic like retro beers, and I don't think anyone would like say like, "Oh, that's that's a modern beer right there." It would just fall in line with that classic look. Yeah. And before we move on, I just want to say, I'm like, I'm down to the, the last little bit, but I'm, I'm still getting bubbles. Uh, the lacing. Yeah. Sick lacing on there. Just real nice lacing all the way down. Um, yeah, this, this beer is not quitting. It's all these bubbles still going. It's, like it's, this last sip I've been just saving because I had to put it down so you could catch up. I'm thirsty. It's rare, okay. It's rare. Um, yeah, I'm way behind you. Know, <laughs> uh, so uh, Andrew, how did you get into brewing and like, how did you end up at human robot? Uh, well, I, I started out, uh, home brewing probably like most American brewers did. Um, and I was bartending at the time. And, uh, once the habit got out of control, um, you know, having, you know, 16 beers in the basement and you're like, you know, I can't drink all this by myself. Uh, <laughs> I ended up befriending the guy who cleaned the draft lines at my bar and um, turned out he had been a brewer for 25 years. And I didn't know that as we had been like seeing each other at the bar just uh, in the mornings and he was cleaning the lines. So um, I kind of pestered him for a good six to eight months to, you know, let me come do the dirty work at the brewery where he was working. And, um, Finally, one day he just called me and was like, can you show up tomorrow at eight? And I was like, you know, I'll be there. And I, I wouldn't, you know, I think he tried to get me to stop coming in at some point, but I just kept <laughs> showing up. And uh, that was probably in 2013 or 2014. Um, and I've kind of just knocked around a couple breweries in the area since then. Um, and it's been good. Though. I've worked for a lot of veteran guys. I worked, his name's Scott Morrison. Everyone calls him the dude. 
Um, nice. He opened McKenzie Brew House, and he was a brewer at Dock Street, but he brewed for New England Brewing Company back in like the early '90s. Oh wow! Um, and then I worked for Brian O'Reilly from Slyfox. I'm sorry to cut you off, dude. No, he built in Philadelphia. The dude has his hand in it some way. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The built dude abides, man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you you worked for, uh, in, in my opinion, the goat uh, Brian O'Reilly. Um, yes, I worked for Brian O'Reilly for only for about a year. Um, when he left Sly Fox and opened Mainstay, uh, I went over and worked with him over there for a year, uh, kind of helped him get the facility in order. Um, and then, you know, he helped me by showing me how the real guys do it because I had been a pub brewer for a long time. So it was, <laughs> it's been a really good relationship. Me and him, he's he's helped us out with cans and, and supplies and all kinds of stuff since we started. So, uh, it's a great, great friendship and a good connection to have. And he's an amazing brewer. We hear nothing but great things yeah. and we aspire to have Brian O'Reilly on one day. Yeah. One day we'll, we'll make it happen. It's uh, <laughs> we'll tape him up at the brewery next time he's visiting. We'll kind of dial you guys in. We got him duct taped in the back. You guys get over here now. <laughs> Mostly human beers with Brian. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll keep it a hundred percent human. Yeah. We're, so we're, I mean, we're local to, we're about, what would you say about five minutes away from the Sly Fox production facility? Yeah. We've, we've been living in the Sly Fox vicinity yeah. our entire lives. So we've, we have, uh, we have had a lot of Brian O'Reilly beer in our lives. Um, yeah. So Brian O'Reilly was a, was like a gateway beer for us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all of his, all of his beers at Sly Fox were, you know, those gateway beers that, you know, if we weren't getting them legally, we were getting them illegally at a young age too. So wink, <laughs> wink, <laughs> yeah. college. Um, so, so how did you get to human robot? How did, uh, how did that come about? <laughs> well, I, I met Jake, um, through, I met Kenny a few times over the years, delivering beer to Memphis when I was working for other breweries. Uh, but I met Jake when he was coming to Mainstay to talk about brewing contract beer for another company that he was involved in. Uh, and he kind of pulled me aside and was like, you know, we're going to be looking at the old St. Ben's brewery, which I worked at. I was the head brewer there for three years. Okay. And uh, it's a really unique brew house. Uh, a lot of people walk in and look at it and go, like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Uh, so I was kind of just like, Hey, you need somebody to get it started up for you. I can train somebody to run it for you or whatever. And, um, you know, eight, six, eight months down the road, it became, you know, why don't you just come in here and start making some beer? <laughs> you know, <laughs> And, uh, you know, Brian, Brian's all set. Like he doesn't need a, uh, another head brewer with him, and, and I really feel like that's more my role than, than being a day-to-day packaging lead and, and lead brewer or whatever else. So, um, but it was good. He, we, he had brought in some new staff right around the time I left and it was a good transition. And, uh, I took like two months off in between the jobs, which was great. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, so that's how I met with those guys though, basically. He was the head brewer at St. Benjamin's, you know, uh, but he also in working for them at one point, we have a brew house, as he said, it's kind of an odd animal. It's beautiful. Um, that was, was born in Germany and went somewhere in Asia. I think Japan may or may not went to Korea and ended up in South Korea, Carolina. Japan, yeah. uh, Andrew, when he was working for St. Ben's went to South Carolina, basically 
so then brought the whole thing back up here and installed it himself as well. So when you're talking about, you know, and he's talking about Jake, like we can talk about what about this dude, Andrew? You know, because we were also, I think you were doing some consultation work for us too, right? On like the brew uh, house and that stuff. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't think you want to brew anymore. I don't know if we can afford them. You know, so one day, like you could tell though, every time he came in, you know that, that, that smiley emoji with the hearts and the eyes, <laughs> he would look at the brew house and it'd be like fawning. It'd be like me with a room full of puppies. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and, and, and he's right. Cause we brought, we had friends, you know, we had friends from tired hands and my friend, uh, Will down from equilibrium and they would all go up on like the brew deck and be like, what do I do with this? <laughs> And, and this kid, he goes up there and like, you know, that's literally his home. You know, so it's, it's, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very impressive that, uh, you guys are doing, um, you know, the volume and quality that you're doing. It's not, you don't have a, a huge brew house, you know, it's, yeah. No, uh, it's 10, 10 hectoliters. So like eight and a half barrels, uh, for reference yards has a 200 barrel brew house. So it's small. <laughs> yeah. And it's right, it's right down the street from you guys. I was like driving along the city block that is yards. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's impressive. I, I got to see, uh, you know, you, you were kind enough to, to take me back and, and, you know, show me your, your barrels and everything. And you're now you're going to, you're getting in a little bit into a barrel program, doing a little bit messing around with some barrel aging beer. A little bit. Yeah. Mostly just uh, mostly just bourbon barrels, spirit barrel stuff. Um, nice. We don't have the room to do uh, sour stuff, but there there may be some of that in the pipeline in the in the future. Yeah, we're we're kind of like debate that all the time. It could it could it could mess some stuff up. Um, we are. Uh, I recently, my daughter was working as a brewer out, as a blender out in California, so we came back. And we stopped at this place, uh, Heirloom Rustic. So Heirloom Rustic, they had some interesting like little petite. Uh, French lagers and stuff like that that were like forage dandelions. So I think that may be end up being more of our direction than doing you know like sour stuff. Like we'll always do some some imperial stout stuff. Well, we'll see. You know, we we are. Uh, Rachel worked at the Rare Barrel, so her Rare Barrel Swan Song is a Rare Barrel uh, Human Robot collab. Okay. So we do have some Rare Barrel sour beer in top that we're going to kind of blend the beer up with an IPA that's still to be made. We've got a couple months with her before she moves on to, she's going to work at burial down in North Carolina. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Burial's so, great. Uh, so I think that's that. So we will do like some kind of play with sour there, but even that quite honestly scares the shit out of us because all you need is that beer to open and, you know, one of those cultures to start flying around the brew house and, you know, literally everything that you're drinking today that we've worked so hard to have will be gone. Uh, yeah. So that's that. That's always the concern. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, that's super interesting. Like we never hear that, that really. Inoculated barrel program. Yeah, we never really hear that kind of side of the, you know, the drawbacks of doing something like that. No, definitely. Um, yeah, and we're, and we're small, so it's really like yeah. some places, you know, that have. Uh, she was at the rare barrel. They're starting a clean beer program now. Uh, I was recently in Almanac visiting them, but some people have you know, a, a whole facility that just does their mixed fermentation stuff and then a facility for their clean beer. And the two of them, the only place they ever meet is on the tap lines. 
You know, we don't we don't have that. You know, we do have an illicit warehouse like in the middle of Kensington in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> but, you know, like if we take barrels over there, you know, we're going to get out of the street, and see guys like rolling them down the street, like trying to sell them for scraps <laughs> <laughs> with a backpack full of copper. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Andrew and, and our other partner, Chris, did, did we did play some Imperial Stouts lately and then we're playing the pastry stout game a little bit. So we made a Golden Burgers chew beer. We made a Tasty Cake coffee coffee cake beer. So that's where too we're gonna have fun on the robot side and do some kind of like stupid barrel stuff. Nice. I got to I got to try get a little I got a little sneak preview of a uh, one that was in the works when I was there. Um, something you were you were brewing on cocoa nibs. Expensive chocolates in the world. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you could have given that to me right away and i'm like this is a this is a kick-ass chocolate stout and uh you're like i i watched i got to watch andrew's uh like the gears turning you're like oh we're gonna do a little you know leave it a little bit here and then do a little bit of that i don't know what it meant because i don't <laughs> i don't know any of that but i got like i it was it was just interesting to me to see you like tasting it i'm just tasting it like this tastes fucking good <laughs> andrew's like oh you're off the tank right yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah i mean only, only a few of us are so lucky to be able to do that on a daily basis. Oh, I know. <laughs> What's funny about that beer, though, is when I'm, I'm only half kidding when I say it's literally the most exclusive chocolate nibs in the world by this Italian company. Like it's sold at the Bruno's. A bar is like seventeen dollars for a little bar of chocolate that's a few ounces. God damn. And they wanted to do a project, and we make your cello, which is like an Italian pilsner. So it kind of, kind of drew them to us, and then you know, like for whatever reason, you know. We're bringing this thing to fruition. Should be a whole lot of fun. I like it, um, Dan. You want to give? Uh, you want to do final thoughts on the on the pills? Oh, we'll, yeah, of course. We'll kick into this. Uh, kicking kick in that hazy boy. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into the robot side. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm really digging a Franconia style pilsner. Um, I think that the full bodiness that you get from it, a little bit of sweetness, um, definitely comes out exactly what Andrew was saying. Uh, it ticks all the boxes for a German style Pilsner though, as well. Just, you know, a little bit more body and a little bit more sweetness. So I'm in, I'm on board with this. So this was a delicious beer. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of this one. Um, uh, I, I actually, I was like trying to pace myself with it because I was ready to take it right to the head because <laughs> that was, that was delicious. I had to um, pump the brakes. I'm watching you. I'm like, Hey, he's taking this down. I'll put this down. <laughs> um, no, it was, it was really great. Crisp, refreshing exactly what i i expect from a, a pills um and i mean that's like a perfect staple pills you know um it's not it, it's very approachable um it's like the i feel like that's like the kind of perfect beer for someone that isn't a, a craft beer drinker you know the person that comes in and just associates every craft beer with a, a hazy ipa like oh i don't want yeah i don't like my beer too bitter and it's like all right well this is also craft beer yeah, no. you want this type of stable beer in your yeah. lineup, right? Yeah. And to be honest with you, we have a couple beers like that. We have a we have a Czech Ten Plato that's just amazing, uh, a Czech Semi Dark. And I find like it's sometimes people come along with an ancillary member of their party. I'm not into craft beer. Like, what do you think about this? Oh, I really like that. Yeah. Think so I, I think you're right on point with that. So the Howard Tau and then like the Czech beers are always the ones that I'll put in front of someone like that. I always love to hear that. I'm not into craft beer. It's like, well, first of all, yeah, you fucking are. Uh, because there's so many different styles of craft beer. You're just associating it with, you know, pastry stouts or hazy IPAs. You know, it, it, 
Or fruit smoothies. Yeah. Or Sometimes they don't even know that. I think it's like it's some kind of yuppified term to right. them. Yeah. You know, I'm using an old school term, but like it's almost like they don't want to be pretentious or they want to be. Right. You know, yeah. It's just know. it's not it, it's simply just a not like mass produced, uh, you know, domestic beer. It's all craft beer is. It's, it's you know, made by Andrew. Made by Andrew. Yeah. Beer by Andrew. Um, all right. So let's get into he's, this. He's, uh, we call him Hume Andrew, by the way. Hume Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Nice. All right. Let's uh let's get into this uh this hazy IPA here. Now you're speaking Dan's language. Um so we're gonna be doing here I am. we're gonna be doing uh Untranslated Stars by Human Robot. Um, I see you guys have that refrigerator there. I feel like I need oh, to have yeah. a refrigerator in the office here. But you know. every everybody's office needs a mini fridge. <laughs> yeah, this Dan, was Dan. How's your mini fridge doing? Oh, it's glorious. <laughs> um, yeah, we got a. You know, we have our our nice. Uh, I think we have a human robot sticker in there somewhere. Oh, we do. Yeah, we got a human robot sticker early in the game. Yeah, it's in there somewhere. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. So this label's a little harder to 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 read the way we we thought it would look really cool with like blue and red as it comes together. Not realizing that the blue and the black would just disappear. Uh, <laughs> just negative. Well, a, this uh this label it's be, it's begging to be it's have uh, to have a foil label. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be pretty well, awesome. I think we're working on it. We shouldn't burden uh, Jimmy Scantron with the responsibility for this either. I think this was like <laughs> Jake on uh, – what's that? It's pre-Scantron, I think. Yeah, I think it was pre-Scantron. So. <laughs> All right. So we're we're going to be doing Untranslated Stars by uh, Human Robot. Um, and like I had mentioned earlier in the, in the show, uh, if you want to follow along with the beers that we're drinking – uh, or any past beers that we drank on uh, past episodes, you can follow us on Untapped at Best Best Friends Pod. It's at Best Best Friends P O D. I love a nice a nice P O D power ballad. There's four more drops, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. That's not the end. Don't worry. You thought you were over with P O D. Just beginning. <laughs> look at that gold foil glass. Oh, look at that's that. great. It, do I see foil around the around the top? Hand wash early. Oh, you want a little little artois there with the uh the gold rim. Oh, you fancy. Look at that. Yeah. Fancy. All right. Dan, tell us about our uh our untranslated stars here. Awesome. So we're back in my wheelhouse now with the untranslated stars by human robot. This seven point six beauty is dosed with citra in the whirlpool and aggressively double dry hopped with our most cherished galaxy for that extra juicy punch. Levitate on waves of candied peach, lychee, and subtropical passion fruit in the utter silence of the untranslated stars. I like it. God, this is yeah. this is like straight out of jam band territory <laughs> with that description. <laughs> Ken, did you write that one? I did not, dude. Our, our, our <laughs> 80s loving Chris Roller did that oh, one. That's great. Yeah. I know. This was that like was right off the back of a Pink Floyd EP. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's crack these things. One, two, three. Oh, oh, Rachel, sorry about that. There we go. I was giving a little resistance there. Oh, it's okay. Um, I'm actually disgraced by my MacBook's keyboard right now. <laughs> yeah, oh, me yeah. too. Except it's Rachel's MacBook. Dan, Dan's, <laughs> Dan's poor uh, poor MacBook has been smoogified. <laughs> oh, yeah, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I like that. The uh, 
our most cherished galaxy for an extra juicy punch and an extra juicy punch to the wallet because yeah. <laughs> it's not a ex- uh, cheap hop. There you go. Man, that is right on. This aromatic. Is, this is beautiful on the nose here. I'm yeah. really excited for this, guys. Kind of proud with that for man. Look at that. Yeah. All right, boys. Cheers. Slancha. Andrew's already getting to work. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. wow that's surprisingly creamy it's got like a real nice uh mellowness to it what was the uh what was the base for like the malt were you guys using like oats with it uh no oats in this beer it's just uh it's pilsner wheat and a little bit of flaked barley oh okay Mm. um yeah, we sort of do two styles in the hazy realm. Uh, this is one of these sort of uh, more full-bodied beers, and then we also do them where they finish a little bit drier and have a little higher carbonation as well. Okay. So, uh, can you can you elaborate on how much lactose went into this? Uh, <laughs> we have never used lactose. <laughs> in a beer. Dude, there's three and a half cows. Tell the truth. <laughs> It's like the movie Twister. It's that same cow that just keeps going around. I think that was the same cow. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we have a friend. We have a friend brewery in New Jersey, and the first time they came, they brought us a bunch of beers and lactose. And one of my partners, who shall rename nameless, like, you know, we won't drink those beers with lactose, right? So next time you come back, make sure there's no lactose. So next time the dude pops his head into it, he's like, I got beers, no lactose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one of the things that perked my ears up when I was. I think there's anything wrong with that. Oh, yeah. That, that could that's up for debate there are some um, good beers with lactose out is, there store-bought is, is fine back to like we choose not to do that stick man store-bought really like everybody can have fun with whatever they want to do and and we were recently at brick city to make a beer so those guys are like just off the charts and and but pete and i were talking and i i hit him with that same line we talked about lactose he's like i was like I was like, not that there's anything wrong with that. And he was trying to like apologize for his own use of lactose. <laughs> like the self-hating lactose user? Yeah. <laughs> it really was. It was like, no, he's like, I don't know, man. I was like, no, oh, it's all good. Dude. Instead of instead of telling you why it's like the, the beer benefited from the lactose, it's like, I know, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> I mean, you know, quite honestly, milkshake IPAs are a thing. You're not going to yeah. make a milkshake IPA unless you pop lactose in it. Right. You know, Man, and then other people, they're not they going away. Do, those guys do a full spread. Yeah. 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 We've had some great sours with just a hint of lactose in them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aslan made that daddy juice, which was. Yeah. We, we do like a, it up a little sour. bit. We call them the splash series. I'd be interested at one point, not that we want to make a lactose beer, but what it would taste like with lactose. It adds a little body and stuff to it. Yeah. We just chose them not to do that. Go down that. It probably cost us a couple points and untapped here and there. Uh, I, 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 I'll, I'll disagree with you. I think it would give you a couple points on untapped if you, uh, yeah, I was going to say yeah. that they're all about the toast and the mallow on yeah. that untapped. No, no, I'm saying uh, it, it cost us a couple points by not putting lactose. Mm. In uh, I really, yeah. I, I kind of think that people like that and they don't even know what they like. They just, there's, there's a, a fullness to it, a sweetness to it, you know, and, and it also quite, quite honestly, I think it helps emulsify some mm. of the sugars in those things. Um, yeah. I feel it helps with some sours. Yeah. Um, our friends at Naked, uh, when we had their Philly yeast sour. Um, yeah, the covet. Wait, yeah, no, way to my heart. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, wait yeah. My heart. Uh, with that, um, it added to that theme of the cherry cheesecake. Yeah. Because it gave it that creaminess. You had, you had Hannah on? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we love Hannah. Yeah. 
Uh, we love Hannah as well. This is a trip. We yeah. wouldn't. We I mean, wouldn't be doing the, this. She was the conduit for us. I was going to uh, say we you guys. I think yeah, that's we, why I had the name. I was waiting to name drop it. I was like, <laughs> how am I going to bring up naked in this? Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, funny because my daughter's over there. The one who worked at Rearbrow worked at Free Will at like nineteen or twenty, so she knows Hannah from like way back in the day. Yeah, Hannah you know? is. Uh, she's a. Uh, she's something else. Uh, I mean, one thing it, she is is a fantastic brewer. Oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, great arm make, wrestler too. From what we hear, from what we hear, I, I don't. I'll just have to find out yeah, in April when it. we uh, when we visit the brewery. Yeah, when we, she's, been, she's been bionically repaired, so she's part robot now. Right? So yeah, she's just, she's like saying. she's like one one hundredth cyborg. Yeah, she's naked robot. <laughs> <laughs> there, oh man, there you go. We just we just gave you your collab because he had arm surgery. I can't remember. Yeah, she did. She had some like tendon. So that's that's when they put in the robotic parts. Yeah, that's right. We just uh, gave you your your naked uh, human robot cream ale collab. Yeah, naked robot. Yeah, there awesome. you go. Just like a Terminator with like a like the <laughs> like the pixelated part right here. There's a little bit of like steam coming out of those ears over there. He's writing it down. Lager gospel. Yeah, I like it. Oh, there. Um, love to see it. Yeah. Uh, back to the, the lactose. I mean, I'm, I'm by no means a lactose fan, um, but it, it does serve its purpose. And, you know, like we mentioned I, that Aslan beer was, I don't think it would have been the same without the lactose. I, it wouldn't have been as enjoyable. Um, it yeah. just, it, you know, mellows it out a little bit. Um, I just think people tend to go a little overboard, but then at the same time, you just love to hear a brewery. And especially when you went to go visit mm -hmm. Human Robot, one of the first texts you send over goes, "Hey, guess what? They're a lactose-free brewery." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that perked my ears up. I was like, "Oh, I like these guys." Yeah, Tom's <laughs> gushing texts while I'm like yeah. wrapping up my day at work, and I'm just like looking down at it. He, this guy's having a blast yeah. at the brewery, and I'm just like, "Yeah, whatever, man. I'm just trying it's to like, answer I, these emails and get out of here." I had a check side pool. They have exposed brick. There's no <laughs> lactose. Oh man. This guy the was best. this guy was living on Friday, man. He started his weekend <laughs> off right. Those side port check lagers, baby. Yeah. Um, before we get into that, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about our uh, our IPA here, which I'm I'm motoring through this one. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. Um, no, this is this is really nice. Um, I, I like the the low booziness on it is really nice. Um, I feel like that's kind of what turned me away from IPAs or double IPAs recently is uh, like that booziness, that booze burn to it. Hot burn. Uh, yeah, the hot burn. Um, this is nice. A nice, I mean, how do you go wrong with Citra and Galaxy together? It's like. You can't. Yeah, I'm sorry, Citra and Mosaic, but Citra and Galaxy, way better. Um, this is, it, it's nice. It's a, it's got a soft mouth feel. Um, it, it's juicy without being like overly juicy, like a new England. Um, it still has that crisp level to it. Um, it just really well executed as far as, and as a, not a very well balanced. Yeah. Really well balanced. Um, and we can get into that with, <clears throat> uh, what an American IPA is, is the overall impression on it from, you know, according to the BJCP is a decidedly hoppy and bitter, moderately strong American pale ale showcasing modern American or new world hop varieties. The balance is hop forward with a clean fermentation profile, dryish finish, uh, clean and uh, and clean supporting malt, allowing creative range of hop character to shine through. Which 
That was I, nice. I would, yeah, I would say the kind of nails that, this beer. Like on the backside of your eyelids? How do you remember all that? Yeah, like, it's actually written on his arm. Yeah, I have one of those, <laughs> I, I have one of those like uh, quarterback wristbands. Yeah. <laughs> it flips <laughs> it over. That was a pretty amazing dissertation. Yeah. We have uh, we have a great uh, we have Bill Belichick in our headphones like yeah. talking to us. He's got the BJCP in the other room. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's uh, as far as the American IPA style goes. We I, got I, Jake in our ear saying, "Why the fuck are you talking about lactose?" <laughs> <laughs> Quit bringing up indica, God. <laughs> it's been too long for indica conversation. Bring that back. More indica, no lactose. Rain it in. <laughs> That's um, got to be the next beer. Indica, yes. Lactose, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you go super dank with that. Don't give him any ideas. All right. Andrew, text me later. We'll hash it out. <laughs> hash it out. Get it? Ah. Hold on. Hold on. I have something. There we go. Daniel. There we go. Soundboard. Um, all right, Dan, what do you, what do you, th- our re- resident IPA guy? The resident Hayes boy? Yeah. Um, well, I do love, I mean, Citra is such a good staple for, yeah. I, I would say, for the New England IPA ca- category. Um, seeing it in a, seeing it in an IPA, I'm automatically going to assume there's going to be a good backup hop and bring it in Galaxy to give it that juiciness. Um, I think and dry hopping with that has added a nice tropical flavors that you guys have been talking about. Um, keeping a nice like subtle bitterness at the end to remind people, yes, it's still an IPA. So I like how you guys did that as well. Um, very clean, um, light. I mean, we're looking at what, like 7% and it's crazy to say in like today's world that a 7% IPA is light, but you know, it's, uh, it's a nice crushable IPA in my opinion. Yeah. I feel like, um, it's, it seems to be, uh, a little bit of a trend, um, that the, the beer drinking community is going a little bit more towards something sessionable. You know, that's kind of what everyone wants a little bit more of something a little more sessionable, a little more crushable, um, which I'm all for because I, I just, I don't want to sit down and drink one beer and be like, well, I just, I feel like I just drank 12. Yeah. <laughs> if I have a go-to beer, I always say when I put on a description at Memphis Taproom, it's the only beer in the world that I wanted. I'm on a desert island. It's like, you guys familiar with Taris Bulba? Taris mm-hmm. Bulba is from De La Seine. Uh, it's amazing, full-bodied, full hop flavors, and it's four point eight percent, and it's oh, so uh, delicious. Wow! It's it's an amazing beer. So at some point, we'll we'll have you down to Memphis, and we'll we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be kicking back the tires for all of us. Like but it. that's you know, and Andrew, I think you know that's that's something that you aspire to too, right? We love crushable beers. We love things that we can sit there, you know, at beer o'clock and go from beer o'clock on to like indica o'clock and, and not get fat. <laughs> yeah. I'm a lightweight, so I love lighter, uh, lower alcohol beers, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, Dan and I are, Dan and I are getting up there in, in, in age and we're, it's, we would rather just like sit around and yeah. Kick a couple back. And I, I never really got the whole concept of people saying like, Oh, I'm, I'm rating this beer you know, half a percent less because, uh, it's, it, it's sub 8%. It's like, why, why does it have to be, why does it have to be boozy to be good? You know, why, why can't a, a, a 4.0, yeah. a 4%, uh, uh, you know, sessionable IPA be yeah. acceptable. I love, I love my crushable beers, but at the same time, like I'll, I'll look through like a beer menu and I'll see like this, 
incredible description of a triple IPA. <laughs> and I will like just put my hands on my knees and like do that grunt when you get off the couch and go, all right, I'm going to drink this. <laughs> <laughs> and I will, and I will go ahead and I will kill that 11% beer. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes the day calls for it. Sometimes yeah. you have a bad day at work and it's like, I, I need it. I need it right to my face, right off the bat. And I'll go for that. But I do enjoy my crushable beers as well. Yeah, I like it. I don't know if you guys have ever had that. There's tired hands makes that beer. I think it's a adaptive distortion, but I've, I've it's kind of like a tires, dude. It, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's right around four. Mm. Uh, and it's just, you know, you know, we love beers like that. Yeah. We just think that's, that's really what, you know, that's the wheelhouse of getting together with your friends, drinking, spending a day. You can't spend all day drinking eight, nine and 10% beers. Oh, absolutely not. And, yeah. And, and you're my hero. they're the ones that last the longest in my fridge because they just keep getting pushed back i'm like you know one day i might have one but like i'm not gonna have one every day (laughs) every now and then i'll crack one just be like man it's been a day (laughs) yeah i'm being frank even in our an ipa rotation we'll pull out a double ipa once every what andrew three or four weeks or something i mean we have maelstrom we have content You know, it's not, we always want to have something coming up in the pipeline, but it's really not that important for us to, to always have an 8% beer on tap. And that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Yeah, Cause Um, you see it, uh, especially in our area, just menus of like nine double IPAs and maybe like one Fodor lager or something. It's just not to throw in the uh, breweries. For me, you know, it's why would you have double IPA on draft when you're going to have Doppelbach, you know, Right. Oh yeah, we've got we've got Sly Fox right down there, <laughs> right down the way. We've got our Doppelbach fix. <laughs> um, why have any other beer besides Hellas on your lawn? On yeah, your, exactly. Your um, Bring back the three sixty. Uh, um, so speaking of uh, beer that you guys love, uh, the Czech side pour. So I've been waiting. I've been waiting patiently. All yeah, long. we've talked with a couple brewers yeah. about, and actually, we talked about with it uh, with breweries in PA as well. Mm-hmm. Is the uh, the side pool? Um, this is something I am jealous that I didn't get to experience, Thomas. But mm-hmm. why don't you get into it a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Andrew can tell you that as soon as I came in, you know, I met with Andrew, and he's like, "Oh, do you want a beer?" I was like, "Side pool." You know that. Whatever, and then he was like, "Oh, do you want the the, the light, the light lager, or the the dark lager?" Oh wait, so you guys had two side pool options? Yeah, jeez, right. I hate you so <laughs> I hate you so much, Tom. And, and it threw me off. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I didn't know there would be choices. <laughs> I thought it was just give me whatever's on the side pool." Um, so what went into the uh, the, I mean, the putting a side pool, two side pools on on your tap? That's so when we, you know. During this, when we talked earlier about that kind of meeting with Rob Todd. So that was like a beer week a few years ago. We were kicking the tires on this thing. So we were happy enough to, you know, at Memphis, we're lucky that we, we get to pour a lot of great beer. We have different people to come through. So we were happy. We had an event with Triple Crossing. And my other, my, one of my partners, Jake, and I were hanging out. And we were hanging out with the Triple Crossing guys. And one of the beers on tap that day was the Czech Tent. And they were like, and I drank the check down. I was like, this is great. They're like, oh, no, it's not that good. I was like, what do you mean it's not that good? It's great. He's like, well, if you come visit us, when you come down to Virginia, we're going to pour that on a side lucre faucet. And Jake and I, like, who were there, we were kind of looking at each other. Okay, tell us more. Yeah. So they're, and that's what they told us. So, you know, we went down to kind of visit, I visited Triple Crossing. 
But Jake and I looked at this at that point, and we knew that when we opened, no matter what, we were going to have one of these side port faucets. And the weird thing is, as much as the Philadelphia is a beer town, at one point somewhere on like Headhouse Square, there was a bar with a side port. There wasn't a goddamn side port faucet in the city of Philadelphia. Wow. And we needed to rectify that. Desperate times, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and we, we met with Andrew. We were talking about it. We are like, yeah, so we knew we were going to do it for the Czech 10. And we decided to get a second one because Andrew had this fabulous idea to do like a Czech dark lager, a tamave. Uh, yeah, in my words, it was the, the beer that nobody was going to buy. I'm like, nobody's going to buy it. <laughs> we make it, you know, it'll stay on tap for a while and give us a, a tap line. And it didn't really run that way, but... <laughs> Yeah, and the first the first batch of the tamave we made was a little bit more on the light side. So the the, the Czech word for semi dark is is polo. So it's like polo tamave. So when everyone's like, "How do I pronounce this name?" It's, you know, to me now it's just polo tamave. It's even in my in my code. If I go to write P, all of a sudden polo tamave. Predictive <laughs> <laughs> text. <laughs> uh, but it was just it really was amazing because it you know especially on the polo tamave side it delivers this full-bodied, great tasting, yet still kind of light lager drinking experience. And then, uh, Andrew, you have the, I'm going to find like a dimple mug. So we also decided like, yeah. of course, we're doing this. We need the dimple oh. mugs. We need like the whole, the whole spiel. Excuse me one second. Yeah. So I have our Oktoberfest mug here. Uh, I try not to bring home glassware because it just <laughs> it becomes too much. When you work at a brewery and you start collecting glassware, that's like a perfect storm. So <laughs> I keep my glassware sparse, but, uh, yeah, we do use the traditional, uh, dimple mugs, which I, I guess Ken's running to get one now. And that's what you sent a picture of yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, what was the, what was the, I mean, we used a, a smaller version of that when, uh, when so, I was there, they, uh, the one that Ken has there. Oh, yeah, so this is, Ken's this ready is, to sell glassware on this. This is like QVC now. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? And just $10. Yes, put, put it on a lazy Susan that just so, spin. So the interesting thing about the side check pours is it's got a long, elongated tap. So you actually take this glass and everything you've been ever taught if you're ever a bartender is not to do this. Yeah. And that's cuts the beard. But you actually do it. So it drops down in here and you start to open the ball valve up and the ball valve will just pour foam. So as you start to pour the foam, put the ball valve in. Now you go into that foam. You jam your glass up in there, and the head starts there. As you start to build a little head, you open that baby up, and then as it gets – like you kind of rotate it. As you get to here, you go back to foam, and you draw it out on foam. So you're left with this head that goes from about here up, and it's just this amazing wet foam. And the thought is your beer actually never gets oxygenated because it sits under this cap of wet foam. And it's just this great creamy – you get the whole oh, like yeah. mustache thing. We can do milk pours for those who are not familiar with a milk pour. Milk pour would be a beer to about here and the rest of it foam. In some places in Europe, like the old people would get that and they would get a spoon and they would, that's how they would have like, you know, their daily bread. Um, <laughs> but it's really a little a carb lot. intake right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I actually it's, learned it's, the it's, other day that we have, and I name, we have a milk pour guy. You have I'm a sorry? milk pour guy. We have a guy. So he came in the other day and the, the bartender was working and he ordered a check 10 and he just handed him a glass of beer. And the guy was like, what, it's not a milk pour? And then like one of the other bartenders came in and was like, oh, that's the milk pour guy. He comes every day, gets a milk pour. And it's like, you don't see that in the United States. You <laughs> no, know? 
the milk pour guy. The milk pour they, guy. Somebody, somebody freaked him out the other day because they came in and asked for a half milk pour, and they're like, "We know the milk pour. We know pour. what the hell is a half milk pour?" I'm like, <laughs> I don't I know, half maybe the head half of a milk pour. <laughs> yeah. They're like it's looking like, up YouTube tutorials on how to do this. They're like, what the fuck's a milk pour? <laughs> it's so, what they would call in Philly an extra, extra. <laughs> extra, extra. So they'll call that like a Kensington shaky hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I mean, when I was there, when I had it, I, I described it. Like I had to, I had to keep reminding myself that I was drinking a lager. Like it was so, I don't know. It was so creamy and, I was like, man, it's just, it was like no other beer that I've ever drank before. I like hearing about this like protective cap that it just does to keep the beer from getting yeah. oxygenated. That just, it it sounds like every sip is kind of like peeling off the top of a Tupperware and, <laughs> and you just take a sip of it. You know, what's really funny is again, like we're not, we're our, we don't have investors. It's just roller Jake and I, so we can do stupid stuff with our own money. But now the whole theory is we're throwing all these out. We're going to give them away to bars. We don't distribute a whole lot, but the people that do have the check beers have to get a side pour. We're going to give them these just so we can get a nucleation point <laughs> on the middle of the new bugs. Um, <laughs> like, we got 200 of them, but they're no good to us anymore because since we got that sun glass with the nucleation, now we want a nucleation in this bug. So we got to get rid of the rest of them. I am so afraid to butcher that word. And I keep thinking of nucleation. nucleation. Oh, I got it right on first oh, yeah. try. That go. was great. Like like, every time he says nucleation, Congrats I'm like, to you, Dan. Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, Andrew, can you, can you kind of explain, because I, I'm sure there's many people out there that are like me and, uh, don't really know what, what the benefits of a check side pour are or how it actually works. Are you, can you explain it? You kind of explained it to me when I was in the, in the tap room. Um, yeah. Can you kind of go mean, into the, that? The, the quickest answer is that when you take it apart, it's almost like a Guinness faucet, except that you can pour through it. You know, a Guinness faucet just pours straight foam and that's the beauty of the Guinness faucet. So this is like an adjustable Guinness faucet. Oh, nice. Uh, and it's under less pressure. And um, we carbonate those beers really high. Um, I don't know how to explain it without using like technical terms, but a, a regular a regular beer is like 2.5 volumes. We're at like almost three volumes of CO2. Okay. Um, so if it was not either poured out of a like if you drank it straight out of the can, you would be very bloated from it. You pretty much have to pour it into a glass. Uh, <laughs> and it's the same thing on the side pole faucet, it knocks a lot of that carbonation out and it pours through a very fine screen. So the bubbles are smaller okay. and it just makes this nice head that just floats there. So like uh, aiming high with the carbonation allows you to kind of control it a little bit better with the side pole. Yes, nice. exactly. Yeah, that's very cool. And oh God, I it, just keep thinking of this like cupcake with like a nice big old dabble of foam it's, on it's, top, just you're, protecting you're, it. You're not far off. I mean, it's <laughs> been. We're all about the muffin top. <laughs> top of the muffin to you. Um, I got to say, too, it's great that we're all sitting here drinking IPA and talking about lager. You guys are making my day. You're making my day. Um, <laughs> uh, there's anything wrong with that no not that there's anything wrong with that no it was I, I, this was uh I, i've been thinking about that uh, that side pour since the first sip i had 
there because that was my first experience with a side pour. Um, and it was just as like a, as a pills lager guy, I'm just, it was, I was blown away by it. And it's, I've most in the most literal sense of the word, literally been thinking about it for about four days. Yeah. You got real quiet on Saturday with like the text messages after like <laughs> blowing out my phone on Friday night after, after just consuming beers and fun edibles on. Uh, oh yeah. No, I just went into a, a, a check. He went into like check, I went to, I went side to, pool withdrawal on Saturday. Yeah, I went into like a a, a side pool K-hole, like <laughs> just like shaking in my corner, like, why can't I have it all the time? <laughs> you look like someone straight off of Aramingo <laughs> Avenue up there in Kensington. <laughs> um no, yeah, it's a it's definitely experience. And I mean, I if I, I think anybody, I'm almost any beer drinker, I think would really yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, go go to Human Robot and experience yeah. it. And we it, it also got hyped up because we we got to pay for those new glasses with the nucleation. Yeah, <laughs> wait till they get the nucle. Uh, nu- oh, damn it, I messed nucleation, up. Nucleation, yeah. nucleation glasses. <laughs> I knew I was gonna butcher it at one point. <laughs> All right, and uh, and as we talked about it uh, before, let's get. And we're talking about uh, with Czech lagers while we're drinking a, <laughs> an American IPA. I know this is like definition of me as a beer drinker. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, Talk, so, talking about lagers, drinking IPAs. <laughs> yeah, let's um, let's uh, finish this off and uh, talk about where we're getting here. Where it, it settled a little bit more, got geared more towards room temp. So yeah, uh, I, I feel like that's like a sweet spot for IPAs there. Um, yeah, that's where, really where you get to tell the story of it. I would agree. Um, I do enjoy my IPAs cold, but as they do get to room temperature, uh, you start to pick out a lot of the. Uh, you, you start to be able to take it apart a little bit, which is yeah. nice. Um, deconstruct it as you deconstruct want. it. You know, yeah. the beer takes a journey. Our beer journey. Did we used to say we used to be real pretentious yeah. on this podcast? Oh, we used man. to say beer journey all yeah. the time. Yep. Yeah, it was real bad. Um, but yeah, I would say with this beer, and then it all went bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the wheels fell off. <laughs> Literally on Aramingo Avenue. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, it, as it got more towards room temp, I, I feel like it got more creamy in texture. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, right, right out of the can, it was it, it had a creamy aspect to it, but um, it, it got creamier, uh, a better mouthfeel, I think, in my opinion. Um, a little bit more bitter shine through. The dry hop started yeah. to come through a little bit more. Which I, I mean, that's what I look for. I, I'm more of a, if I'm drinking an IPA, I'm looking for. You want for, it to be an IPA. Yeah, I want it to be an IPA. I'm looking more towards like a West Coast style. Um, so I, I appreciate the the little bit of bitterness in there. Um, not overly juicy. Um, I mean, Citra, I don't even know. Is it legal in the U.S. to make a, an IPA without Citra anymore? I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Just on, on, the, on the East Coast. You can get away with the other C's when you go over onto the West coast. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this as far as a, an IPA goes. This is, I mean, I had to stop myself from drinking all of it and, uh, and it really enjoyable. Um, little high alcohol for, for my liking, but I'm just, I'm a low ABV kind of guy. Um, but it, it doesn't drink boozy at all. No. This um, is right in my wheelhouse yeah. for IPAs, I would say, in my opinion. Um, yeah, nice bitterness, really cut through at room temperature. Really got to got a chance to um, taste how you know Citra and Galaxy kind of danced with each other at the end. So 
uh, I would say, I mean, at 7.6, this is something that I would definitely, um, have in my wheelhouse and enjoy on, you know, after work on a Friday night, maybe have one, maybe have another on building that fire out in the backyard. I like it. Yeah, definitely a good fire beer. Good on you guys. I mean, two for two, you guys are batting a thousand right now. I love this brewery. <laughs> I'm going over there and I'm getting a side pool. You have to. Um, yeah, I, I, we're almost out of time here. Um, Dan, you got, uh, I was going to say, we usually bring up this topic, yeah. but I feel like we already talked about it here. Did, uh, I mean, did we, I, I mean, mean, he worked for him, but I mean, it might not be the same answer. Yeah. We always like to ask this at like kind of towards the end is, um, really, and this is kind of geared towards Andrew. And I think, you know, Ken can also answer this too. Like, um, you know, what is the brewer's favorite brewer? Uh, so, we always want to know yeah. like, Oh man. You know, who, who is like the inspiration or like, it doesn't have to be like the inspiration, but could also be like current too. Yeah. Like if you we, want to bring up somebody who's like current right now, who's just killing it. Or if you just want to talk about, you know, somebody who kind of like you're hyped on. Yeah. Like a, a brewer that's like doing stuff. You're like, oh man, that's I'm hyped on whatever, you know, beers he's putting out. I, this or is she, unfortunate. You have she. to talk about a, a brewer who isn't currently brewing beer anymore. Um, but, uh, the dude has been sort of like my guy for years at this point. Uh, he's mostly known as a sort of a Saison brewer. Um, first person I talk to, if I ever have a question about something that's happening with beer or whatever else, um, I mean, that guy's my man. He's, he's the best. Um, and I keep pestering him to, to go start brewing somewhere. But he just won't do it, you know. Um, but I spent a lot of time with him uh, brewing. And uh, he sort of, without really brewing a lot of lagers, uh, we brewed a lot of Belgian stuff with him. And he sort of started my uh, real affinity for Noble Hops. Um, so the German varieties, Czech Sots, and then to a lesser extent, stuff like Styrian Goldings. Uh, when that stuff hits the kettle, it, it's just unreal. And um, having the experience brewing with him was probably the most formative thing. But just having a close relationship with him, you know, it it's somebody to bounce stuff off of. And it's somebody who who's really influenced my brewing a lot. Um, and then other than that, you know, I work for Brian and, and he's. Wait, 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 we never got a name on this first one. We're all like, who is it? (laughs) You were giving this great intro and then we're like, (laughs) we're like, oh man, this guy sounds amazing. (laughs) Any, uh, any brewer over 40, if I say the dude, they know exactly who I'm talking about. Oh, the dude. Oh, okay. okay. So it's the dude that you brought up before. Okay. Okay. I kind of figured you were going to bring him up. Like, uh, what is his history? Like who has he kind of. So he, his, I always say, uh, his dude. (laughs) <laughs> he's my dude, you know? So yeah. his dude is Phil Markowski, who's the head brewer for two roads. Okay. Oh, all right. And, and that guy is a, uh, a, a legend of legends, you know? Yeah, so two, two roads is, uh, they're killer. Like, believe me, going to a, uh, a party at Scott's house and having him have a keg of my beer there and Brian and, <laughs> Phil are drinking there. It's like <laughs> one of the things where you're just embarrassed. You're like looking and saying, 
is he uh, is he pulling beer off of my keg or is he getting a can? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, damn, he didn't drink the beer off the keg. Ah, uh, the anxiety. <laughs> uh, it's a uh, you know, it's it's like big. Uh, one of those shoulders of giants kind of things you're standing around like with big shots and you just feel, you feel like you're three feet tall and you're just like, Oh, these guys, you know? So, um, I, I feel like I've had a lot of doors open for me working with Scott as well, which has, has been, uh, really formative for me. The dude so, abides. Yeah. What about you, yeah. Ken? I mean, uh, locally, you know, we're going to stay in the logger world probably, I mean, not even the logger world, but the stuff that the forest the main guys are, are putting out. Uh, love those guys. Nice. You know, they're friends. <laughs> uh, plus, you know, they just put out an amazing logger recently. So everybody knows them for the saisons and some of the kind of more interesting stuff, stuff that they do. The logger was just great. I need that then, pub beer like, in a box. Nationally, I think if we're aspiring to be someone, it's Notch. You know, Notch is actually just starting to, to distribute in Pennsylvania. But if you like oh. your loggers and your other stuff, we just think that they're, they're yeah. killing. Huge respect for those guys. Huge. I mean, those beers floored me when we got beer from there. I, that was, I was blown away by their beer. Where Where's Notch out of? I was uh, up in Maine. Salem, Massachusetts. Salem, Massachusetts. Ah, uh, nice. Which country? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, man, Forest of Maine. I, I <laughs> we keep hearing it too. Like this is this isn't the first time. Um, I can't wait to get that pub ale in a box. Yeah. I I want beer in a box yeah, so bad. Box. We got a box of the robot. We drink only our own beer. Generally speaking, at the robot, we'll taste everybody else's. The fucking box is the shit. Yeah, I keep. I, I I've heard nothing but good things from everybody. We, we about need that to make. We, box. we just need to. We need to make the trip out there and buy a, a box to just have in the. Yeah. In the studio here. And, yeah, just right here in the fridge. And maybe that'll finally get them to come on the podcast because they don't answer anything. <laughs> We're gonna slide in their DMs again and just I be know. like, "Hey, you awake? Yeah, play, every brewer says you to up? have you on. Please come on." Well, you know what? Those, please answer. Please reply. They're they're artists too, so I think it's kind of hard to do everything. You know, we're lucky in that we have our brew team, but then we have a couple other ones that kind of help catch stuff. And he's good at like answering stuff, but it's kind of hard out there when you're really worried about you know what the beer tastes like. So, and they're especially that it's a small operation. Yeah, yeah. I always hear that they're they're a small a, a small operation, but they're just they just. They have such killers. a variety. Yeah. yeah. And just, I've seen some of the variety on like social media posts of what yeah. they have beer in a box. Um, they just, I mean, I know Tom, they put out a hazy double IPA and it looked pretty banging too. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to upset you, Tom. <laughs> um, all right. And, uh, and before we wrap this up, uh, last question, desert Island style of beer, you know, not, Ken not, already brought it not, up. Not the, not it. Not just a, not just any kind of beer, the style, not like a, I, I don't, I can't even pronounce the, the beer that he, I'm not even going to try. Just, I'm so bad at just it. whatever his style. What's your favorite style of beer to drink? If you're, you know, you're on a, you have one style of beer to drink on a desert Island. What is it? Uh, I'm the boring guy. I would have either Hellas or Pills. Uh, I've never brewed boring. a Hellas at the robot. It's so. not boring. It's consistently delicious. Hey, <laughs> well, I'd probably go with some kind of like like table beer. Yeah. Uh, you know the one I talk about beer, air, I that like Taris Bulba comes out is like what the, they classified as a Belgian pale ale. Mm. Uh, but like I said, it's like four point eight. 
Yeah, that's a, that's like a, a blonde ale or something. Yeah, like, like, got that table one time there. I had the pleasure of going out to Cezanne Dupont when they were Tommy Arthur from like uh, Lost Abbey and Port was brewing a beer there, Ooh. and it was kind of funny. And we had a bunch of other like Philly guys there, like my friend Tom from from Monk, and we're around, and all of us are in the Cezanne Dupont place, and we're drinking their pills. <laughs> 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 Nobody even knows that Cezanne Dupont makes the pills, but it's the best freaking beer. <laughs> Amazing. That's a beer I've only ever heard of. I've never had it. <laughs> yeah, but it just—it was so funny to me the first time I went there. I'm like, what do you mean people are drinking the pills? Why are you drinking like the saison? And then like I had the pills. I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to—I I just want to have a whole. We need to do a whole podcast of just Ken name dropping. Yeah, it's, it's just, I just want Ken's just, stories. Like, oh, you know, you know this guy from Allegash <laughs> and uh, this guy from Los Abbey. What do you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm being quite honestly, you know. Being in the business 15 or 20 years, you know, some of my friends, and I know other friends from in the city, you know, like Tom Peters and those guys, it was a very small world. Mm-hmm. And now it's just gone like this. So I am lucky in some regard that like a lot of my stories, and a lot of my friends in the business, old friends are people that are, you know, really foundational, inspirational brewers. Totally. Yeah, and I cool. think you could totally make a mint off of just you, YouTube videos, you sitting by a fire talking about your beer stories. <laughs> Seriously, you've got you've got some stories like the Allagash one is is amazing. It's just it's hilarious to hear. I'll tell you I'll tell you a story one time. We'll, we'll do it another time about being at the Dole in East in Belgium when guys here and my daughter went to Middlebury up in New York and we were taking her over there. But Rob Todd came in, Greg came in from like Blue Note and like Delancey and because they all went to the same college and we all just hung out there with this guy just kept bringing bottles from the goddamn basement. God My daughter it. was like 20 at the time turning me. He's like, this is like the Hotel California. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's just playing Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's hilarious. Well, We've got some stories, you know. That's what happens when you get old. That's all you got. All you got left (laughs) is your stories. I'm just saying, man, on your social, Stories with Ken, just sit in front of a camera and just talk about these stories. People would love to hear these. Yeah. (laughs) Have the producers ring me up. And my my people will talk to your people. (laughs) I'll bring a camera over. I'll just set it up. Yeah, talk, man. It's a, it's a way to get Dan out to the, to the brewery. I know. I keep hearing about these indica and I heard, I, I think I heard 500 milligrams. I'm a little taken aback by that. Yeah. Check, <laughs> check, there check. May or, I may or may not have been walking around with a package in my pocket <laughs> when Tom came to say <laughs> 500 milligrams, but I, you know, that's just rumor. Check side, Jesus check Christ, side, pours in the yeah. check side. I'm pours not at 500 level. I got shit to do today. <laughs> Uh, there, there were 20 of them in there, but still it's a pretty hefty dose. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. Um, yeah, I think that wraps it up. Man. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun, yeah. guys. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you so on. much for coming on. Yeah, this is so much fun. Um, guys, uh, Human Robot Brewing, um, go check them out. Uh, 1710 North 5th Street in Philadelphia. Uh, they're in the Germantown location. I mean, Germantown. We're actually, I'm not going to correct you, Tom, but we're in Kensington. Oh, so you are in Kensington? Germantown Avenue. Okay. Well, like Germantown Avenue runs a long way. Gotcha. Attic, like kind of the top of it where Andrew lives in Germantown. They were, we're in like the lower part of that in Kensington. Okay. Nice. It's, it, it, I'm not, I'm not from the city. It's, it's so confusing. It's all confusing. To <laughs> Kensington, me. man. I put um, it in my GPS. I got a lot of history in Kensington, man. Pop skate park, man. I, I put, I put in some hours there. <laughs> you know, pops. 
Yeah, I uh, I put in some hours. I helped out there, volunteered uh, as part of the building in there and everything too. So yeah, uh, put in a lot of hours there. <laughs> uh, so you got to come back to the city, man. I know. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta come out of retirement in the skateboard culture and get back into Philly. Yeah, we're uh, we <laughs> through this podcast. We're we're Dan and I are just like, oh man, we all these cool breweries popping up in in Philly. After we like, you know, kind of started making our exit out of Philadelphia, yeah. all of a sudden these breweries are coming and we're like, God damn it. Yeah. Now we got to go back. I can't afford to go back into the city again. <laughs> <laughs> Need an easy pass and everything. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, run, yeah. yeah, they're never billing your plate. Just run right fucking through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, $500 bill pops up. <laughs> tell them the robot said it was okay. Yeah. Tell them the robot said <laughs> Uh, Rob Todd said it's all right. It's yeah, all right. Rob, don't, yeah. Who? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bill Rob Todd. He can he can afford it. Um, all right. So guys, again, thank you for coming on. Uh this was a real pleasure. Um, thank you for sharing your wonderful beer with us. Um, we're gonna get some stuff out of the way here. Um yeah. wrap this up. Guys, just uh remember, subscribe, rate, review. Um, we went five star party, baby. Yeah. Five stars, subscribe, review, win some beer. Um, if you like the episode with, uh, with human robot, we have a full catalog online for you to go back and listen to all of our, our past great guests. You know, we, we've had a lot of great breweries on. So Warwick farms, attic, stick man, Levante new trail. I mean, we've, 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 we've done some regional ones too. You know, we've had Aslan on, we've had some other ones from out of state. So, yep. Mechanical. Yeah. Yeah. We a little joysy. Yeah. A little little new joysy. Um, yeah. Go back and listen to, uh, you know, all the episodes we have, Uh, this is episode 60. So you have a, we have a catalog. Yeah. We're, we're nine episodes away from nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right guys. And then, uh, next week, uh, it's not hashed out, but you know, we might, we might have a uh, Chris from uh vault brewing on. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So might be Fellow going skater. I can't wait to talk. Yeah. We might be getting some yardly on. <laughs> uh, so oh, a little hoity toity yardly. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Plugs, Dan. Uh, yeah. So if you liked everything you heard and you want to follow us on the so- social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook is at best, best friends pod. That's at best, best friends P-O-D. Hell yeah. Um, also, we have an email address. Yeah. We have some people emailing us now, yeah, which has been do. awesome. So uh, if you know a brewery that wants to come on, if you are a brewery that wants to come on, send us an email to uh, bestbestfriendspod at gmail.com. That's bestbestfriendspod. Hell yeah. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you're, I mean, if you guys are watching us now, good on you. Um, we're live every either Sunday or Monday. It's really up to the guest. Um, These Mondays have been fun though. Yeah. Man. They, yeah, they have really extend have the weekend a little bit. We're doing uh we're doing live streams with our guests. Uh, hop on, ask some questions of the brewers or the, uh, the brewery owners. Um, it's, uh, we're on Twitch, uh, every week. If you're not, Hopping on live, I don't know what you're really doing with your life. So uh, hop on twitch.tv slash best best friends podcast. That's twitch.tv slash best best friends P-O-D. I am so upset you didn't play Southtown. 
podcast. Uh, yeah, I know I missed it. Here you go. That's for you, Dan. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, right. I guess we should plug our, uh, you know, plug our guest yeah. here too. Instagram untapped. It's at human robot beer or actually untapped at, is at human robot. Yeah. And then their website is www.humanrobotbeer.com. And like, uh, like I said, go out, uh, visit them. You can, uh, you can sit in their outside area. Uh, shit. What's that? This has a fucking pirate ship. We do. Yeah. You got a pirate ship. What? Right, yeah. It's a pirate ship. It's, it's, it's you left the, that out of your text. On the street. I didn't sit in the pirate <laughs> ship. I got to it's watch it. You can ride in the dinghy. I got to, I got to stand inside and watch everybody eat pizza. Oh uh, man, <laughs> I would I would sit in the pirate ship and make use in the dinghy and just be like, quit playing with your dinghy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, visit them at uh, at seventeen ten North Fifth Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You guys have any events you guys want to plug? No, we are opening up. We're kind of going to run the full spread starting this weekend. We got all our, today was the last day of our 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 Vax clinic, um, so I think we'd be opening up indoors by the end of the week. And then we also have we call bad things happen in Philadelphia Alley. That's Ooh, kind of behind it. the brewery. And we've got some, some things going across the street, some some trash cleanups with the, the community of Sunflower. But, oh, awesome. you know, check us out on Instagram. You'll find out everything that's going on. Awesome. Um, and uh, other than that, I think that yeah, wraps up. Buy beer so we can buy the new nucleated mugs, you know. it's Nucleated awesome. mugs, guys. Come on. Get the new. We, we need the nucleation. Yes. Oh, that was good. He, he yeah, nailed it. Yeah. All right. Daniel. What do we what do we think about these guys? Oh man, I don't think there's a discussion that needs no, to be done. They, these, I mean, these we usually are, have a discussion. We have yeah. a little bit of discussion. I mean, yeah, green friendly guys. Yeah. Know. We got check side portals. Check side portal. Yeah. 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 New friends. Yeah. New of the friends. Pod. All right, you guys are new friends of the podcast. Uh you can expect your welcome package in seven to ten business months. All right, right. boys. <laughs> Thank you. Again, human robot, go visit them. Um I, I can't say enough good things about them. Um, I know my seething jealousy is just going to be increasing <laughs> until I finally make it out there. Yeah. Dan's, I, Dan's <laughs> going to be hitting me up re- like weekly now. Like, Hey, do you, uh, do you want to go out to human yeah, robot? What are you doing right now? Yeah. You up, <laughs> uh, you up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Follow them on, uh, on Instagram. See what's going on. Go out and visit the tap room guys. Thank you again for sharing your beer with us and coming on and talking with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody. And uh, and remember, um, as always, uh, Dan, I want you to remember one thing. I love you. Always have. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And everybody, remember, it's not goodbye forever. It's just. That's right. One more POD drop. You guys thought you were escaping POD and it just never happened. You thought you were going to wash your ears out with some jam bands. Don't worry. We got one more POD song for you. And uh, and it's just like, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein thought he was escaping the Clinton family and he didn't because they killed him. All right, guys. Damn. All right, everybody. Remember uh, that that happened because now that's in I'm, I'm just going in like the motions there. Um, all right, Christ everybody. Tom. It's a uh, best, best friends podcast. Episode number 60. We out. See you. friends pod hosted by dan and tom best best friends pod hosted by dan and tom best best friends pod hosted by dan and tom best best friends pod hosted by dan and tom
This podcast is hosted by two bros, by two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos, videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Clang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalette. A cluggalette. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both. So it's the one for me. Best best friends pod. Hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan. How could you go wrong? So many pods up there. Were it the ones for me? Epstein is still alive. And listens to best best friends pod.